Zuidio. He is the founder and former mayor of Shiloh or Shiloh, Israel, and the founder of Shiloh Christian Fund, Children's Fund, rather. He is David Rubin, and we're going to talk about it's not just Hamas. We're worried about there's Hezbollah to the north, and that's not fun either. Hi, David. Hey there, Fawn. How are you? I'm doing okay. We pr- we pray a lot for for you know the Lion of Judah to swallow up its enemies, but it just seems like they keep coming from every direction. Uh, Fawn, we lost contact for a moment. Okay, I'm not sure what happened. I did happened. not hear what you said, but I I did hear you say that I'm the founder of the Shiloh Christian Fund. It's it's actually called the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. Yeah, I did correct that. You just didn't hear me. All right, uh, so okay. um, it isn't just Hamas you, that um, Israel is fighting. It's also Hezbollah. They're getting it from both sides. And more. Mm-hmm. And more. There, 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 there's also the Islamic Jihad, and there's also the uh, the... The, the countries around the world that are are standing with the Hamas, and there's also the United Nations, uh, which doesn't seem to think that on October 7th anything out of the ordinary happened or anything that was problematic uh, on October 7th when 1,200 Israelis were massacred and many, many more were, were raped, beheaded, burned alive, and... All of this happened on October 7th, but since then, the United Nations and many other countries are acting like nothing unjustifiable happened. Uh, they're, they're busy complaining about Israel and complaining about Israel's response. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think you have to look at the root of the problem. The root of the problem was on October 7th mm-hmm. when that massacre happened. Right, and they keep talking about casualties. Now, nobody wants casualties. Mm-hmm. And, but when, when your enemy is, is intertwining themselves with innocent people, it's nearly impossible to weed out the casualties. None of us want innocent people to die. Well, of course, but they, what, we're, what we're talking about is war. And in war, you may not be aiming at civilians, but occasionally civilians do get hurt. And and that, that's the reality of war. Now, I, I want to point out a couple of things. I, I know you alluded to it when you were talking about civilians or terrorists being intertwined among civilians. Hamas has always, always placed its its launching grounds, its missile launching grounds, its weapons factories, and and its uh, weapons storage houses under schools, under hospitals. Israel just went into a hospital, uh, a very large hospital called Nasser Hospital, and it's located in the city of Khan Yunis in, in Gaza, and in this hospital, there were 200 terrorists. Now, what were those terrorists doing in the hospital? Well, uh, all, it, it, it's, all the news talked about, David, were the four people on ventilators who died when, when the hospital lost power. They didn't even mention the terrorists. 200 terrorists. Mm-hmm. And, and many of the, the terrorists who were caught or killed uh, or wounded in, the, in this, Israel's attack, which should have happened a long time ago, 
that many of them were dressed in doctors' uniforms. So, they, you know, this is a cynical game they've been playing for a long time, and it's time that we put an end to it. Mm-hmm. And that, and, and that's what's been happening. And of course, the world complains because uh, the you know much of the world. Uh, is very happy when Jews are being killed. You know they, you know it. they like they like feeling bad for us uh, when we're massacred. But once the massacre passes and a few weeks have passed since the massacre, then people uh, start to complain about what Israel is doing in responding, as if we don't have a right to respond to beheadings and rapes and uh, elderly people tortured. And burned alive, and uh, and that's that's something that's just unacceptable, and and I, I for one, am not going to accept it at all. Now, no. we we here in in Israel have a lot to face right now. Uh, we have to face an enemy. We have to defeat an enemy on on two fronts, as you said, uh, the Hamas in the south, Hezbollah in the north. And and we have to fight against both of them at the same time. In addition to that, we have to deal with the home front, and the home front is is where I'm active in terms of the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund and our projects for children, trying to heal some of the trauma. That, and there, we're talking about hundreds of thousands of children, many hundreds of thousands of children who are suffering now from PTSD, post-trauma stress disorder, and we need to be there for them. And many and we of you use, are or- orphans now. That's correct. Mm-hmm. And we, we use music, we use art, we use animals, uh, we have uh, equine therapy with horses, and hydro-horticulture therapy, hydro- therapy with plants and trees. And all of that is being done by the Shiloh Israel Children's Fund. So if I if I could, Fawn, I'd like to just get it out there for your listeners who'd like to stand with Israel in the, in this time, uh, that they can just go to israelchildren.org. Mm-hmm. They can just go to Israel, I-S-R-A-E-L, israelchildren.org. And there they can get information more information about our projects and more information about how they can stand with us. Well, and I know you were doing this prior to this ridiculous terrorist attack on October 7th. This has been something near and dear to your heart for the story we've told many times on the air of you and your child being attacked and shot. And and you decided then something needed to happen. But now, more than ever, after October 7th, I'm sure you're sticking your chest out farther and putting your shoulders up farther and and saying no not today we are going to fight back and these children need help well that's what we're going to do on behalf of the children and and we you know we're we're active all the time with that and and yes i hope that the israeli military uh directed by the israeli government will will win this war and will win it decisively but once the war is over, and you know it could be another half a year until until the war is over, and maybe even more. But once the war is over, the trauma is going to remain, right? And, uh, and until it's dealt with. So I, I I want to encourage people now to stand with us, not to not to wait 
until half a year later, uh, but to to send some support now and stand with us. Yeah. And I, I am sure that that support will be blessed. And and the, the way to do it is to go to israelchildren.org and, and stand with the children of Israel. Please help the children of Israel. And, you know, we're always asking for help for children all around the world, for feeding the hungry, for doing this, for doing that. But these kids, I mean, what they've seen are things that many adults who have been to war or who have been through traumatic experiences, I mean, their little minds are having a hard time processing what's even going on and why. Um, I think we're all having a hard time with the why, but they're just little kids. They need help. Well, children are different than adults. They're qualitatively different. You know, there was a time when people thought that that children were just smaller versions of adults, uh, but that's not so at all, no. as we as we know well now, and and that that is true when it comes to trauma. Mm-hmm. That uh, an adult, and I, I remember some conversations I've had with war veterans, and uh, they come out of out of uh, the military after after fighting for several months or more. And they they come home and and they they need to be treated for trauma. They mm-hmm. they have serious post trauma stress disorder and it needs to be healed. It does, and, and, it, and it takes uh, a while. It takes a while, but at least an adult can sit down with the therapist and and start having the conversation. Uh, children aren't like that. Children bury it inside. It's an automatic defense mechanism. They bury it inside, and and it takes a long time until the, the therapist can get that that traumatized adult, uh, excuse me, that traumatized child, uh, to open up mm-hmm. and to and to really bring it out. And the, and the way the way that they do it is by using the intermediaries of animals right. and horses and. Uh, art therapy, music therapy, horticulture therapy, sports therapy. Things kids love. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh, do they love that? And 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 we even have a, a therapy called Snoozeland therapy, which is a multi-sensory safe room therapy. And all of that together helps to open up the child and serves as an intermediary uh, between the child and the therapist. And that's how we succeed. That's very so cool. So again. Again, israelchildren.org. All right. And I want to ask you in the minute and a half that we have left, you know, we've got wink and blinking and nod and President Biden and everybody else screaming, we're going to do a two-state solution to this. Uh, Hamas doesn't want it, neither does Israel. Nobody actually wants that. They just keep proposing it, and it keeps getting rejected. But they keep bringing it up. It's not going to happen. Well, it's a, it's a mantra. And mantras... Uh, very often don't work. They they just sound good, mm-hmm. and uh, it's it's a mantra. But it doesn't even sound good because you know it's Albert Einstein once said the you know definition famous expression <laughs> the definition of insanity. Yes, is to keep trying the same thing that doesn't work over and over and over again, and that's what's been going on with this so-called two-state solution. That that the Biden administration is is pulling out of the mothballs and and trumping it up again. Yeah, you know, just talking about it as if it's the greatest thing since apple pie. 
Yeah. Uh, but what it, what it really is is giving weapons and giving weapons of of truly mass destruction to a couple of terrorist organizations named Hamas and Fatah, and and saying, okay, we're going to give them power and we're going to give them weapons. And, of course, they're not going to use it against Israel. Well, that's absolutely ridiculous. It is. It's, uh, they they launch like 11,000 missiles a day. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure. Yeah. saying, okay, you're a state now is going to stop them. No, it's not going to stop them. Well, it, look, the, it, it's not something that we can allow. No. Uh, you know, so so it, it, the Israeli uh, cabinet just came out with the, a unanimous statement yesterday, uh, against a Palestinian state, and made it very clear. You know, so, so Biden can talk about it, Blinken can talk about it all they want, uh, but the Israeli people are against it. Uh, we've, we've learned the lessons of October 7th, and that applies across the political spectrum, and we're we're just not going to go for it this no. time. And neither is we won't Hamas, be fooled so. again. No, nope. we won't be fooled again. Won't happen. Israelchildren.org to help. He's got many books. Um, you can go to davidrubinisrael.com to find out about all of his books. And he's got confrontingradicals.com, which is a movie you can check out. He's the former mayor of Shiloh. We say, but it's Shiloh. And, of course, the Israel Children's Fund that you should check out at israelchildren.org if you want to help. David, thank you for your time today. Thank you, Fun. Uh Uh-huh. Bye-bye.